Hello everyone and welcome to Head Start's podcast on Space Tech. In the podcast we deep dive with founders and investors who have built and scaled startups in the sector. We will attempt to demystify Space Tech. We will talk about topics such as founders challenges, raising capital and building a team. Today I'm very excited to host Suyesh Singh. Suyesh is co-founder and CEO of Galaxy, a space tech startup based out of India. Now Galaxy is building technologies to provide uh, the most meaningful data set from space and uh, they're building their own uh, earth observation satellites uh, etc. I'm very happy to have Suyesh on the show. Uh, Suyesh, welcome to the podcast. Um, would you like to tell our listeners a little bit more about your journey, how your journey started and how was the idea of Galaxy? Alexei Bond Sure Deepak So first of all thank you for having me on the podcast today you know really love to talk about what we are doing and uh, and you know from where we come from So Galaxy is a space technology startup incubated at Indian Institute of Technology Madras which is down south in India We are primarily building satellites which will go in the low earth orbit revolve around the earth and get imageries from different part of the world now this imagery is very helpful for the customers across the world who are who who deals with several domains such as oil and gas water utilities transmission and many other domains like even agriculture and defense this imagery is utilized to make few decisions based on the use cases that they have so for example if there's a this is an agricultural uh, use case there they would like to understand what is the kind of crop stress that is uh, there in the farmland uh, what are the kind of crops that are getting cultivated what is the crop health what is the vegetation index so all of these collectively can be uh, can be derived from these satellite images and that is why you know we found that this is one of the things that should be there so galaxy in terms of solving a lot of use cases not from the perspective of adding value to the imagery but trying to enable a lot of geospatial industries as well as enterprises customers to utilize the satellite imagery and convert that into insights that is the aim and that is why we call ourselves providing the most meaningful imagery from the satellites interesting i think very interesting use cases and uh, how did you guys uh, start so if you want to you know maybe touch upon uh, you know what was your motivation or the trigger point for you to say let me you know build this startup and solve this problem yeah actually uh, so our roots goes back to a deep technology project that we did before you know as an as the entire team of co-founders so we started with this team called avishkar blue you know which is a student team from iit madras where with an aim of participating in global hyperloop competitions and developing cutting edge hyperloop technologies so from there we started we got a confidence on you know building something deep tech and you know we got an opportunity to interact with elon musk and several other spacex employees in the valley during the competition and when we were doing so 
we got a know how of how space tech affects human beings how space technology really gets converted from rockets to applications which is which is very very special for each and every one on earth today and this was very fascinating for us as a entire as the entire team you know does that was the point that got triggered us that you know we we are possibly very good at building hardware very good at technology but can we convert this technology into something very useful and thus we didn't choose rockets thus we didn't choose any other part of the technology in the space tech value chain and we chose a point where we can build some hardware but at the end of the day we are giving something to the something to the consumers and something to the users so that was the point you know when we started off but even though after that we kind of went on to understand the market a little more and while understanding it we saw that <clears throat> there is a gap between what is available today and you know what is missing today so thus we found our own differentiation and we we found this problem extremely challenging to solve and thus we got we got going with the same fascinating uh, meeting elon musk and uh, and uh, you know the, the whole hyperloop contest i'm sure i'm sure uh, you know um, the listeners uh, of our podcast will also benefit from the insights that we'll pick up um, now in the conversation let me let me uh, come uh, like go a little bit uh, further with the uh, with galaxy right and so when it comes to satellites right there's been quite a breakthrough uh, in recent times in technology and um you know building and launching satellites kind of has become cheaper than ever before and uh, as a lot of uh, innovation also happening on the on the on the software the downstream side of it as well right so uh, clearly the differentiation must move now given that how the you know the cost of hardware is kind of coming down rapidly the differentiation needs to move into the more value added services and data enrichment and and making everyday business decisions as you already kind of you know uh, uh, mentioned but i'm sure uh, you know this is something that must be uh, you know that that must be happening quite i'm not sure how widely this is happening um, but but how does galaxy really create this differentiation in you know data enrichment um, what sets you apart can you maybe touch upon this a little bit yeah maybe i'll start with paraphrasing what you just said okay so <laughs> please there are yeah so there was a thing, you know when uh, we started using smartphones and uh, then you know few applications came such as app store play store and then there was a point when people you know started moving to uh, mobile applications then there were like n number of applications which went you know live on the mobile applications people started using uh, you know cabs people order now food on the phones and you know they they can invest they can they can, they can do multiple more things they can watch videos they can they can watch and they can do music and everything is to the apps today uh but then this has been facilitated with the with the app store with the play store and the kind of the smartphones that you that we use i think space tech is at that moment today where there are a lot of platforms like if i have to launch a satellite i know that there are few uh, you know launch vehicle providers few rockets where i can take my satellite and make them sit on top of it and go to the space then there are, there are a few satellite manufacturers who i can actually go to and you know make few get few components 
and then put it on the satellite and then go to space. So the platform is there and a lot of efforts in last decade has been made to create those things. Now it ages of the value addition. Where do you really add value so that you reach to the customers and users very fast and you know provide them something which is useful? So thus Galaxy is also, you know, it is aligned to this particular phenomenon. And Galaxy is uh, committed to give the best imagery that will overcome the problems of today's imagery. Now, I'll tell you how. So there are satellite imagery, which is coming from uh, uh, multispectral cameras or optical cameras of today. That is the imagery that you can get from your phones, you know, phone cameras and different things. Uh, but this is cluttered with clouds. You know, most of the time, there are clouds in the imagery. And if your sensor is completely dependent on the sun, you won't be able to find a good imagery shot every now and then. So it lacks availability, right? And on, this, on the other hand, we have other sensors as well. You know, one of them is Plekas, which can do nighttime imaging, which can penetrate clouds. So there are multiple sensors involved in imaging satellites today, uh, like to generate images from satellites today. But there are there's no satellite which is combining all of these imageries to give a comprehensive data set. So today, you know, we are hearing a lot of things about this metaverse, you know, and, and the VR and AR solution. I think satellite imagery and even in fact, our satellites will play a bigger role in, in developing those metaverse and developing that meta universe as well. So if you combine multiple sensors, you get a comprehensive know-how of your land, of your area of interest. You get the information about what features are there. You get the information about the terrain. You get the information about the geometry and everything. Thus, this kind of completely, you know, it's a complete solution to what you actually want. You can do several things with that. So this is the differentiation that we bring in on the table by doing data fusion of different sensors. Very interesting. I, I can totally imagine that, you know, if you put your satellite up there and you can't really go beyond the clouds makes makes little sense. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I, I get the differentiation, but you also mentioned, you know, uh, uh, metaverse. And uh, honestly, I had not thought about, you know, uh, a combination like that. So that's very, very interesting. It also uh, brings me to my uh, next question. And, and that was that, you know, when you look at using, uh, you know, uh, data that comes from satellite, there are, you know, a, number of downstream applications uh, you know that that you can build and you mentioned things like metaverse and and you know uh, also more you know something that impacts the common man on the ground what kind of downstream applications do you foresee uh, to be like most disruptive for the common person in the next uh, 5 to 10 years uh, that, that people cannot even fathom right now like you know i could not my brain could not process the metaverse and space tech combination but when you said it kind of you know uh, it's bringing up ideas um, so you know according to you what are you know these these use cases that might come up that will use space tech or the kind of data that you're producing, um, you know, that that will that might change a common person's life over the next five, 10 years. Sure. So I think, you know, uh, there are several domains uh, where you have to use Google Maps today, 
you know you you can use google maps for planning you can use google maps to navigate yourself from one point to another and uh, you can do few more things with that but it is limited to a certain extent right and you can't go beyond a certain uh, threshold to utilize google maps for today and it's uh, another problem with google maps is it's not updated on a daily basis okay it's like sometimes it's a three months old imagery sometimes it's a six months old imagery it is that kind of a problem now i won't say this that you know the data will directly go to a common you know man and they can they can utilize those 8 gb to 10 gbs of data set to bring to to you know do something about it but it is the value addition that will sit on top of the data that will affect every one of us so for example uh, there'll be multiple applications which will be built on top of these data sets that will help you to uh, do the network road network uh, assessment like which part of the road is closed today which part of the roads are not uh, nice you know it's it's patchy and all so can you avoid this road today and uh, it will help people to monitor the changes happening in the infrastructure you know what is the kind of progress that they have made in the construction you know remotely sitting at their places they don't have to go to the site and uh, you know uh, monitor the like the progress of the construction so like four floors has been built uh, three days before then fifth floor is in progress sixth floor is in progress all of these know how is will come to your phones will will come to your uh, laptops so these are few applications and then it ranges from you know uh, other domains as well it goes to other domains like agriculture uh, telling farmers how much they have to uh, irrigate then what kind of uh, uh, what kind of problems are there in the crops what kind of uh, health of crop is there should they use some sort of fertilizers should they not then talking about oil and gas uh, pipelines talking about uh, uh, you know uh, electric uh, transmission pipelines all of these things if there is an encroachment in the transmission if there is a pipeline leakage somewhere so you know this eventually is a three step process if i have to come you know summarize one is the data part that solves a particular use case like tells if there is an encroachment in the electricity line if there's a leakage in the oil pipeline that is the second layer and the third layer is you know when common man uses it to understand whether they will get the uh, you know get the supply today of oil or water or is there going to be a electricity you know uh, downtime so all of these things will eventually reach to the customers in 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 very different manner and they will never get to know whether this is coming from satellites or not but then it will eventually reach wow there's there's one use case that kind of really uh, you know stuck with me uh, so yeah she mentioned this uh, google um, data google maps data and i have this real problem in the area i live here in berlin where uh, you know if i drop that you know you can drop the pin on the google map then you see the kind of the real uh, the buildings and everything else the, the in google maps if you drop that in the area i live 
uh, essentially it's a it's a it's an empty ground it's a wide empty ground because maybe that's how it, and this building is like yeah. 2014 or something right so that, that it doesn't exist in that data so i i think i can i can relate with that and i think the one that you mentioned about uh, you know uh, kind of tracking the progress of construction totally makes sense totally makes sense it's very interesting but you know i think that what also comes to my mind now is the kind of use cases you are talking about are of course not india specific they are generic uh, many of these use cases you know you might be solving with maybe india in mind i don't know if you are actually but they they, they could have uh, you know global applications so i'm just wondering uh, when it comes to like taking this global view or forget even you know you know accessing the market but let's talk only about collaboration um what kind of collaboration and uh, kind of you know um, exchanges go on between you know different ecosystems um, in space tech and what is that level of collaboration right now and especially right like uh, eu and 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 us and in, in india seem to be like really uh, right up there in terms of activity in this space so um, for example like yeah. is india a fully integrated uh, you know ecosystem what's your what's your thoughts and what's your experience there uh, i think you know to answer your first uh, few things that you just uh, mentioned uh, like we are one of those companies who are not specifically specifically focusing on india as a geography but it's like you know we are making it in india but for the world this is the entire uh, you know thing on the core here uh, we are pretty much a global company all of these use cases uh, can be solved in any part of the world this is a common problem across the geographies and in terms of collaboration uh, you know <clears throat> being a space faring country it is always good to interface with other space faring countries and we are slightly behind in terms of you know where the privatization of space tech came later you know and in eu and in the us it has been there for a while but the mentality or the you know thought process between all of these things is slightly different in india we are not trying to uh, rebuild or reinvent what has already happened in the europe or in the us we are trying to add value we are trying to uh, you know uh, play on the technology differentiation and that is where we also see a good fit between what has already been built in in the other parts and so that we can directly utilize them so at an individual level i would say you know uh, on a startup basis every startup has different kind of uh, transactions that they are trying to trying to uh, do so for example for a good amount of supply chain we we go to european uh, vendors we talk to them understand what are the kind of components that they have which can go into our satellites which can ease the process of our manufacturing and we are doing it on our own right but then there are other uh, initiatives that has been taken by the government that has been taken by space agencies to cross pollinate the knowledge sharing between what has happened in the europe and then you know uh, in middle east uh, or in singapore and even in the us so it's a i would say it's a you know it is happening in three or four parallel lines where people are uh, collaborating with other folks on their own where people are joining hands to collaborate 
with a larger group then there are government agencies who are, who are helping us to interface with eu space agencies and then there are several other programs who help us to really you know explore other markets so i think it's very healthy in this nature and this is kind of a good thing that is happening to the global space economy yeah and i can imagine i think traditionally as well i mean the, the indian uh, space scientists and the ecosystem probably have had these connections um, over the years which i'm sure uh, would also push forward some of the conversations that are probably happening at a private space now that's kind of also good um, but uh, again as you were speaking as also thinking about you know uh, look you know we are at a different uh, trajectory uh, in terms of our development of ecosystem in, the, in, in india and uh, i'm sure uh, no matter what to you are in that kind of brings its own challenges even though you know you're saying we're not rebuilding what's kind of happened uh, elsewhere i'm sure whatever use cases and problems you are solving comes with their own level of challenges and i wanted yeah. to you know just uh, maybe uh, pick your brain on that uh, that if you tap into your journey so far um and your experience of running a space tech company particularly out of india um what are the biggest challenges that a founder might face uh, in building such companies i mean say i don't know talent uh, access to capital or access to market etc i mean what comes to your mind uh, i think i i'll take this question uh, you know in a philosophical sense first of all and then talk about very specific things sure so i would say you know in general it is the inertia which uh, it stops people uh, from doing anything so you know like investors or customers or even talent everyone has this inertia of not moving into something which is newer you know we always tend to remain in the same state where we come from so generally you know uh, india has produced great consumer tech startups we have produced uh, you know multiple startups in uh, different uh, uh, different uh, areas where the gestation periods are not very very high right so uh, investors would like to cling on to very similar startups and they would you know always look for that but when it comes to space tech the gestation period is slightly longer and you know they need to see the values and returns and everything that they always look for so with this mindset uh, the access to capital is little lesser you know when it comes to just talking about india or any other developing country for that matter so uh, that is one i think i would definitely say it's it's a challenge because you are now uh, you know trying to convince few people or you're not trying to and get on board few people who have not done these kind of investments previously so that is the inertia that you have to overcome similarly you know it's with talent uh today uh, indian it ecosystem is the best in the world where uh, you have n number of software firms where you can go and uh, do ai and ml and other things as well so from the institute from your first year second year of college you will you'll be attracted towards those kind of jobs those kind of job profiles and then you suddenly lose interest in the hardware side thus you know that makes um, the hardware pool of talent uh, slightly lesser and very small in fact to capture and and the kind of incentives that they get 
coming here is lesser in the traditional industries but now it has starting to change people are now trying to join uh, you know great space tech startups uh, not just us but many different in our country so i would say in general it is the inertia part uh, and it it remains in every every uh, single aspect be it market be it uh, investing access to capital or on the talent size side as well so i think there'll be a tipping point or a threshold where people start acknowledging space tech as an industry in india and i think that 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 is very nearby makes sense i think um... you know as you said i mean india has had a uh, you know huge huge like you know successful run uh, with you know building startups and in, in particularly b2c and and b2b saas space ai ml everything you mentioned there's so much of news every week <laughs> or you know you hear about yeah big funding every month you hear about new unicorn coming in i'm sure i'm sure that's kind of you know going to happen uh, with space tech too as you said maybe maybe we are close to tipping point um but also with space tech i hear you know a lot of uh, news and 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 first hand information and 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 you know second hand information on you know new and bigger rounds of funding that's kind of coming in so i'm sure things are kind of you know turning around and i'm also sure the talent will follow i mean one of the big things i've seen recently for example if you talk about blockchain there's been such a massive tipping point in that space that you know such a huge amount of talent influx has happened in that space that you would not have imagined 5 years ago that this would this would exist or you know even 10 years ago i'm sure space tech is going through that same level of evolution hopefully things are going to be much much better with regard to talent and capital both right yeah yeah uh, but then uh, maybe we should talk a little bit also about you know we've, we've talked about things that have happened in other areas and how space tech is at this tipping point now um, i'm sure this is a good time for you know founders who are on the fringe and thinking about you know use cases and ideas in space tech to maybe maybe kind of you know uh, make their moves which brings me to the question that how do you see this future of space tech evolving um, maybe generally as well like you know if you to have a global um, view on this uh, but also particularly in india right all things considered we spoken how do you see the future do you see india as the next uh, you know uh, a bit of a hyperbole like a next space superpower or something like that so what's your view uh, i think yes uh, definitely you know uh, we uh, we have done consumer tech right we have done few things already you know uh, very nicely now the next thing that uh, is on the on the horizon is the space tech and that is not just because of you know a few few startups coming in that is also because largely the government is interested in making uh, you know uh, make, making this successful they are opening up uh, all the facilities at uh, isro through in space you know people can actually go and apply for it get access to testing facilities people can go to national remote sensing center get the data set uh, from existing satellite image satellites of isro to to do proof of concepts to build an application on top of it so there has been a lot of efforts from government then there has been a lot of efforts from uh, private you know space, uh, private comp- incumbent companies who have been serving isro for you know uh, 20 30 years now and then there is uh, a bunch of startups who have taken uh, you know risk at an even earlier stage uh, to really start off so i i i strongly feel that this is the you know apple moment for space tech industry in india and uh, i i also at the same time strongly encourage people to find a niche problem in the space tech industry and go for it this is an extremely good time 
to start a tech startup and uh, you know uh, as as you said and i agree that it is the tipping point uh, where people are starting to look at space uh, startups uh, uh, in terms of investing in terms of joining and you know how cool they are so this is something uh, that i feel and a tip that i would really give to the uh, you know entrepreneurs coming in that yes this is going to become the hub for space tech space technology and we are going to become you know one of the best countries will serve the entire globe uh, through space technology but then my my advice would be that you know there are hundreds of problems which we really don't think about uh, which we can solve through space technology so you know everything connects to space as well be it blockchain you know be it nfts be it metaverse be it web3 whatever we say right it also connects to space technology so we have to just find that right problem to solve and then get on to it so even you know a few of my colleagues say this and even i'll echo with them that this is the utmost right time to start a space tech company in india wow i don't think there could be um, any better words than that to uh, you know end the close the episode soyesh uh, this has been uh, such a wonderful wonderful conversation i think you've already covered actually one of my next questions you know what advice would you give to budding entrepreneurs i think you've kind of already uh, touched upon that um soyesh uh, it's been such a uh, you know engaging and you know for me uh, you know enriching conversation you know thank you so much for your time soyesh and uh, you know i once again you know um, i wish you all the best for your journey and uh, thank you again Thanks Deepak it, I I really enjoyed the conversation as well love talking to you Thanks Sayesh That was Sayesh Singh from Galaxy from enabling geospatial industries and enterprises to enabling every human being with many use cases such as understanding the vegetation index for agriculture to remotely monitoring progress of construction Sayesh gave us a lot to think about I especially loved his vision of space tech's role in developing metaverse with rich satellite imagery from the real world. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I also hope you will listen to our other episodes from the series. This podcast is brought to you by Head Start Network Foundation, India's largest non-profit volunteer-driven startup ecosystem enabler. You can read more about Head Start at www.headstart.in. Podcast created by volunteers at Head Start's Berlin chapter. Executive producer and your host Deepak Nautial. Content Gunjit Singh Mahal and Shalini Nautial. Supported by Shahal Hamid and Rahul Bhanu.